and welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told through the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Hear your news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. I'm your host, Fred. That great theme music is by Roger Gregg of Crazy Dog Audio Theater, and that rain pattering on the ceiling of my house is actually a fairly good uh, segue into our dark programming of today, week three of our Halloween showcase of horror, our most favorite festival of dark audio. Now in our fourth year, we love the month of October. Uh, get to play all of our spooky favorites. This year, the uh, main performance on All Hallows Eve is a new project called Transcontinental Terror. Uh, myself and five other top international audio dramatists have joined together for a six-hour festival of audio horror. It will run from 5 p.m. Eastern to 11 p.m. Eastern p.m on Halloween night, um, transcontinentalterror.com for the stream. It'll be on radiodramarevival.com as well as Jeff Adams Sound Stages um, and other places. Uh, it's a little widget. You can just click on it and hear the show. It's going to be really awesome. All new programming by great artists. Um, it moves from Greenwich time to Pacific Standard Time as the train of terror sweeps across the world. And we've been featuring different artists who will be ter- participating in Transcontinental this month. Um, each week on Radio Drama Revival. Today, it is me with Final Room Productions. Last week, we had uh, Electric Vicuna, and the week before that, 3D Horrify, a new work by Wireless Theater Company. Still to come, Chatterbox Audio Theater, Icebox Radio Theater, and Willamette Radio Workshop. But for now, Final Room Productions with two of my original tales of terror, Dark Passenger is the first. It's um, ever so loosely based on my experiences growing up in a haunted house in Down East Maine, um, or at least the environment of the house and the things that twisted my imagination or about um, were inspiration for this tale. Um, the other one is actually also inspired by Down East Maine. Not quite sure how that worked out. Um, the Blind Man's Confession about a, uh, a twisty, dark woods road that uh, my family always uh, told me ghost stories about uh, when I was growing up. Um, you know... I can't really quite say what makes World Maine so spooky. Um, Stephen King is not the only one uh, to feel this way, um, that there's some sort of gothic vibe down here. Um, that being said, it's a very beautiful place, uh, rugged, uh, you know, a, a real, you know, distant place from civilization. And maybe that's really what it is. Um, you've got rugged people mixed with uh, tough economics, not a lot of jobs. And um, among this tough place that's very sparse with people, you can imagine that a careless person or a person from away um, does get themselves in a stupid situation and is left to fend for themselves. Could could happen. Uh, anyways, here we go. Straight up horror, my friend. The spooky tales of uh, starting with Dark Passenger, uh, recently remastered for your listening pleasure. Uh, what happens when a dark house gets a mind of its own? Two, ten- two teenagers are caught in its spell. Um, this, as well as the one afterwards, are not safe for work. So I don't know <laughs> uh, what your listening environment is, but this is a not safe for children either. Enjoy Dark Passenger. It's coming. It's coming. Halloween night. Inspector King covers his eyes, awaiting the fatal blow which will send him to the next life. You can't help but listen when you pick up the receiver. I found the coolest thing I've got to show you. It's down in the basement. I am not mad. And I only thought I heard the scratching. What, what, what in God's name was that? The biggest event in audio theater this year. Transcontinental Terror. Dot. 
Final Room Productions presents Dark Passenger. It was a long time since I'd driven down the road to that dark house. But as the leaves changed that year, something called me back. A certain way the wind moved, the way the moon bore down on me on cloudless nights, the way the chill bit through a little deeper. It was nearly impossible to begin the journey, but as soon as it did, it all unfolded rapidly. Jesus, man, slow down. Look, I got it, okay? Just these wipers. Sure it's not your driving? Screw you. I bet you'd like to. You really know where we're going? Of course I do. The turn is... One of these roads to the left here, it's coming up. I have no idea how you talk me out of part of this You can go hang out with all your stoner friends and get groovy some other time. It's my last chance to see the house before it gets sold. By the sounds of it, it'll be good riddance. Didn't you say the thing's crumbling down? No. It's a little beaten up, yeah, but it's got a lot of history. It's right on the ocean. Great. Think we can do a little bit of fishing? Yeah, yeah, sure, man. You can catch stripers right off the rock. Stripers? Sounds like a party! <laughs> Forgive me while I indulge in a little bit of what I'm missing. Ah, fresh, local, organic. Matt, what the hell? It's a turd. You spilled my stuff all over the place. Deal. I shall, in my own peculiar way. Two elements were colliding with one another, just as they had the last time I was on the road to this place. Something alive and free, and something darker. I didn't let on to the dark side, but I knew it was there, just outside my vision. Isn't that funny? What? This is where that kid got his eyes gouged out last year. Screw you, man. Oh no, I'm serious. See that rock? There's still black paint from where his car hit it. I guess they hosed it off, scrubbed it, the whole deal. But they couldn't get it off. Man, shut up! That's the lake where he almost drowned. That's where the truck pulled up. Dude! Right, yeah. Well, it's just, it's just funny, isn't it? The last miles were always the longest, through the twisting turns of the Black's woods and onto a lonely stretch of Route 1. The rain dissipated on the way, replaced by a palpable fog. By the time we reached the farmhouse, it was thick enough to slice. You know, it was sunny down in Portland. And it will be here tomorrow. It just gets foggy sometimes. Sure. You want to quit the BS, man? It's going to be a great weekend. If you say so. <laughs> At least I've got plenty of herb. See, that's what I'm talking about. Can't get any closer than this. I guess not. Now, over there, okay? See that field? Well, maybe not. But this was an active farmhouse for a lot of years, and uh, that was before my great-grandfather bought it. So you said it had been in the family forever. Well, no, I mean, a long time, not forever. It was kind of weird, actually. How's that? Well, the family that lived here before, it sold it for quite a deal. I'll tell you the rest later. What? This door's never been locked. I thought you had the key. Well, not for this door. I didn't even think this one had a lock. Or maybe you just don't remember it. For Christ's sake. Hold on, I'll get it. Look, I can just break this window. Hey, David, no, come on. What, you want to camp outside then? Well, we can probably get in through the back door. Fine. 
So about this house, is that another one of your spooky stories? No, even worse, it's true. The mother, she went mad. No one knows why she did it, but they found the husband with an ax in his head. The children tied to a stone in the water. Jesus, what is it with you people down here? We found her hanging from that apple tree. Over there? Yeah, she was blowing in the wind when they found her. Okay, I get it. As a child, I swore I could sometimes see her swinging there. Hear the apple tree creaking. That. And the children screaming with the waves crashed in the rocks. Dude, you're a freak. <laughs> Where's the stupid door? It's right around the corner here. barn where they found the husband, by the way. Give it up, man. Huh. Any other bright ideas? Well, no, I guess we'll just try one of the windows. There's a brick right here. I don't know what you mean by try. No, come can... on. This isn't my house, man. I'm sure we can get one of the ones out front unlocked. This is not my idea of a fun night. And so I keep on walking. Hey, what? This window's busted out. Oh. In the basement? Unless you freaks built the pantry underground. No. Well, let's check it out. I'm not going down there. Fine then. Hand me the flashlight. From what I can remember, this there's a stairway that leads to a trap door, and from there you can get in and come around to the front if you want. Sounds easy enough. Yeah, but... But what? Nothing. You sure you want to do this? Of course I do. I ain't scared. <laughs> God, no one's been down here in years, have they? Not that I can remember. I can tell. I've got rats bigger than my dog down here, man. And I've never seen spiders this size. Wait, what's that? Holy crap. It looks like there's something in the corner, maybe? Some kind of den here? Let me get a better look. David. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's really weird. Like, there's all kinds of rat skulls on it. Is that blood? Oh. Oh no, something's moving. It's coming for me. Ah! David. <laughs> Screw you, man. You've been doing it to me all night. Now, where's the stairwell? Turn around. I'm not gonna turn around. You do not exist. Do not exist. Matt, what's up with you, man? I thought you were gonna meet me up front. I thought I heard something. What was it? Nothing. As I stood at the door, both excitement and apprehension flooded through me. Many years had passed, and I had no idea what to expect, good or evil. 
The door hummed with energy as I stood before it, nearly springing backwards on its rusty hinges to welcome my presence again. Here we are, and what a dump it is. I thought you told me this place had power. It does. Not right now, it doesn't. That's strange. Well, maybe the bulbs burn out. I tried all of them. Oh. Hmm. It felt like no time had passed at all. The same creaking floorboards, the same rustic walls, the blackened wood stove, the antique rocking chairs, the player piano. Hardly anything had changed. The house was older, yes, decaying, but its character was unchanged. As I finished surveying the house, there was just one thing that I didn't expect. What the hell's this? Who's she? She's pretty good looking, huh? Ew! That's probably my great-grandmother. Look, it sits right here. Lady Sarah Polk. Polk, what kind of name is that? Her name. Huh? You know, the lady who... Oh. Jeez, what's it doing on the wall then? I don't know. I've never seen it before. What do you mean? Must have been here for a long time. I don't remember it. It's, it's not even got any dust. Huh. Well, how about that? Come on, let's go. It's giving me the creeps. Lady Polka, Lady David! Who's <laughs> got who's scared now? Despite it being out of place, the portrait drew me closer. If only I could touch it. Polka, Lady... Matt! Don't touch it! What the hell? <gasps> Matt, are you okay? Get the lights on! I don't know. A an electrical short. The, the thing was grinding out. You completed the circuit, right? Sure. I'm gonna go get my stuff. Sure. I'm just gonna get my stuff and head to bed, okay? And I'm keeping the goddamn flashlight. The energy had returned. I knew that I was meant to be here, that it was right being here, that somehow there was something about this house that needed me as much as I needed it. And though the reason was yet unclear, I had a feeling that I'd find out soon enough. So, uh, you got your pick of any of these rooms down this hall, and they're all bedrooms. And that door down there leads to the attic, but there's a, there's a pretty nice one over here. How about this one? No, I wouldn't. It's got a nice view of the ocean, nice big bed. Maybe even its own bathroom. Yeah, no, I just mean, David, I, I wouldn't. What? I always had nightmares in that room. <laughs> you were a kid, dude. No, really, really bad nightmares. It was, look, it was her room. Can it, man. I'm sick of you trying to spook me. Suit yourself, I'll be at the end of the hall. See you in the morning. If you last the
David! Damn it. David? David, are you okay? David. Hey, hey David. Did you fall or something? I heard a crash. man. What was all that screaming all about? There's blood all over your room. Hmm? Well, this, I mean, at least I heard when I went in there, there was... <laughs> hey, not so fast, man. I found the coolest thing I've got to show you. It's down in the basement. David, you're covered in blood. You won't believe it till you see it. Come on, it'll only take a second. What's going on? What's wrong with you? Nothing. And then he grinned, a big boyish toothy grin revealing that his teeth too were coated in fresh blood. Boom! Ah! Ah! What? what the hell? I broke the key off. What? It shouldn't open. What? You're pretty fast quarry, you know? Be proud of that, it makes it more exciting. You're, you're crazy, David. I don't believe this. You don't have to. You can't hide from me! Smelling like mothballs?
Time stood still as my awareness reeled, still battling to believe that this was real, that this was happening. Then, thoughts tearing through the mind, a scrambled mess of what is happening, what has happened, and what could be, twirled around madly with the imminent need to survive, searching for the right way to act in that confused and unknown moment. How's that? Huh? Christ, your forehead looks bad, man. Let me, let me see. Let me see. Let me see if I can... Maybe I can get some of that glass out of there. And as skin touched, the energy surged alive again. Hold on. Hold on, man. I can explain. No, I was just trying to help. Just get down here. Shut up! Shut the hell up! A single dangling light bulb lit the musty basement as dark and foul as it had ever been, full of the smell of damp and dying things, the rats, the terrible thing that must be buried down here, the thing that had its most power here in the dark place where even I feared to go. Possibilities swam out amidst a mess of survival instincts, fear and madness. The cracked open window with the night air beyond it, and an axe lodged deep in a stump, rusted clear to its handle, but doubtless still with an edge. I scrambled towards the likeliest chance. Yes, here we are. Can we go play by the ocean? You'll have to ask your mother. We're not playing anywhere until we've had lunch. Oh. That's okay. We can play pirates later. And maybe go pick from the apple tree. Can I go down to the basement again? That place is so cool. Oh, <laughs> maybe later. We've got a lot of time here, guys. A whole lifetime to enjoy it. It wasn't until the new one showed up that I realized why I had been called back. Why we had to do another sacrifice. Life was returning. The dark thing needed a hand to feed it lest it fade away forever. And I, 
flowing like I did through bodies, wood, and stone, was that hand. As trapped as it was, doing the only thing we had done for centuries, for the only reason we ever had. Survival. That's funny. What? The door's open. I, I thought I'd locked it. Really? Forget it. Welcome to our new home, guys. Dark Passenger was written, directed, and produced by Frederick Greenhall. You heard John Coons as the narrator, Christopher Ryling as David, Philip Hobby as Matt, Rowan Hoyt as the girl, Rob Hoyt as the father, Gabriel Whitman as the boy, and Stacy Ann Strang as the mother. This production was recorded on location in Old Orchard Beach, Maine, and featured live effects recorded in the field and supplemental effects from SoundDogs.com and original music by Stu Mahan. Special thanks to Peter and Marge Titcomb for use of their location, to WMPG for their broadcast resources, and to Roger Gregg, David Shin, Richard Fish, and the many instructors at the National Audio Theater Festival for their kind and productive guidance. To hear more stories and to learn more about Final Room Productions, visit our website, www.finalroom.com. That's F-I-N-A-L-R-U-N-E.com. Happy Halloween. And that was Dark Passenger, A Dark Tale of Terror from 2008. Uh, Now, if the chunks of brain aren't quite finished dripping off of you, (laughs) here is another. This is The Blind Man's Confession with a rare um, acting performance from yours truly. Don't really do that anymore, but um, did for this one and see what you think. Again, this one uh, is also not safe for work and has some naughty language, so enjoy. Final Rune Productions presents The Blind Man's Confession. He never told me his name. Ankle deep in mud, blood everywhere, gun against my skull, and he couldn't extend the simple courtesy of introducing himself. It would have made everything else more bearable. Instead, all I have is the pain. Let me tell you the story of how this happened to me. It all started with a car careening down the Blackswoods Road one late October night. My pulse quickened as I skidded around each corner, each time gripping a little less, losing a little more control. I drove in obsessed fury, gritting my teeth with an alkaline taste in my mouth. I gunned in fourth gear as I came around a hairpin turn, savoring the way my hair spun and squealed but gripped true. The only thing I didn't account for was the other car. What I remember most about it all was it being in the air, soaring for a moment over a thick black rain-soaked forest before hurtling down again. I opened my eyes. Was I still alive? Was I in hell? Or in the womb? Darkness. Darkness everywhere. The water around me burned like fire, my body seared in places I couldn't identify. About the time I realized that I was alive, I realized I'd soon be dead. I started to panic. But then, a sign. 
the flash of white from the side above me. I followed it. At the very last moment, an image filled my mind. A dark citadel among lonely mountains with bats whispering at the tallest tower. It filled my vision completely, jarringly, before fading into the reality of an uneasy cold lake and crooked woods. I started back, though my body dragged like a lead sack. Just as my strength failed me, I sloshed against the sharp, hard rocks and gripped a slippery edge with the might I had left in me. For a moment, I rested. Then I began to pull myself up the muddy, hard slope, handful by handful, stinging like I'd been ravaged by a thousand wasps. I finally gripped the gravel, the grass, then the asphalt. I sank to my knees and could do little more than lift my head to see the grisly scene. As the lightning flashed, I could see my convertible pinned against the snapped tree by a sleek black sedan, the words at the side of the car, Hookland Police Department, to serve and protect. The horror of what had happened didn't stop me from staggering to my shaking knees and stepping forward. I don't know if there was still a way to salvation, but I knew the way I was headed wasn't it. Oh, sure, sure, shake your head. Call me an idiot. Scream at me like you would some big-titted teen in a horror movie. You want the victim to turn back to conquer the curiosity. Run! Hide, you say. Well, let me let you in on a little secret. Turning back is impossible. You can't not know. I was close to the door now. I took one last look at my named car. The car I'd bought one summer after busing tables. The car I'd washed a hundred times by hand. The car I'd lost my virginity in. Now crushed like a coke can. I grabbed the handle of the police car and opened almost too easily. The blank glow of lightning illuminated the driver's corpse. I turned quickly, but the scene will live with me forever. It wasn't the blood or the mangled body, it was the look in his eyes. Fear was the last thing that man felt when he left this world. A deep fear down into the core of the human consciousness. It was a fear that stopped your heart stiff, even if that very stiffness left you exposed and naked to the danger that caused it. It was a fear just like what I felt that next moment when someone tapped me on the shoulder. Evening, sport. Fear. The kind of fear you can't imagine until it happens to you. The kind that makes you wonder why you ever went to horror movies to try and get that way since, since the real thing, the thing it all hinted at, flirted with, was a, was a terrible thing. A ferocious thing, a thing that made your soul limp and useless. That's how I felt when I realized I was not alone in that black, lonely night, fifteen miles from the nearest house, a mutilated police officer just in front of me. There was no reason that another person would be here, at least no reason I wanted to think about. Fine job you did there. Real work of art. Take it from an expert. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry to scare you. It just helps to have the upper hand in my profession. Kind of incredible what just happened, isn't it? The Wheel of Fortune spins, one escapes, one lives, one dies. So be it. I'm not one to fuck with God.
A cold circle pressed against my skull, and I glanced down at the officer's belt, which brandished an empty holster. Though I will step on his toes if I must. Still, I owe you a favor. A man like me doesn't appreciate captivity. So I'll give you the next 60 seconds to tell me why I shouldn't pull this trigger and let the rain cover the rest of my tracks. My brain froze, my gum stuck, my tongue twisted around itself, my whole body betrayed me. I worked my mouth loose and rattled off an idiot list of things. I have a family, a girlfriend, they'll miss me. I'm a decent person, I mean, it's just an accident, I mean, I should be a bitch. I have to be to work tomorrow. I just wanted to go for the ride this one night, and now instead of being warm in my bed, I'm here in the rain. Oh, God. Go on. Go on. I'll, 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 I'll submit to God. All that. I'll go to church. I just, I just want to live. Please. Shit. Get down. There's more than one bullet in this gun. If you move an inch, my little charade is up. Hello? Hello? Is anybody out there? Now, where were we? I, I won't tell them anything. I, I never saw anything. There's over here for me. <laughs> Oh yes, that'll do. Yes, that'll do indeed. I breathed a sigh of relief. The nightmare was over. The man wasn't merciless after all. Hell, I didn't even know why he was there. Not that it mattered to me. I felt a twinge of guilt with the two corpses being soaked in the rain, but my own freedom was more important. Death had lashed at me too many times already that night. I just wanted to get home. Get some sleep. Get the nightmare behind me. Just one thing. Quit it! I... I... I fought to utter one last word of protest, but the next blow was cold steel against my head. The world blackened, kicking the last moments of a dying fish. Darkness flushed all. My eyes shut. Somehow, I awoke. The wind had been whipping me for some time. My face was chapped and white-hot, but the sounds of the forest eased the small fires burning throughout my body. I, I smiled, I think, and tried to open my eyes. But the horror of the night returned. I could not. My eyes burned, but it was not the sun. I clawed my face and only grabbed empty holes. Eventually, I heard men yelling and howls of sirens. I thought they'd leave me for dead, so I opened my mouth to cry, but I opened it in vain. Burning my eyes, it was also in my throat. And it Yours gurgle came from the mouth that tried to speak. <laughs> Some deal we made, that villain and I. I don't know how long I thrashed there uselessly, but 
Darkness overcame me again. And I woke up to the hard, dry bed where I am now. You know the rest. He'd sewn the stitches crudely enough that I could learn to speak again. But my eyes. God, my eyes. Beauty is, beauty is gone forever. Ironic, isn't it? I headed into the forest that night in, in search of something. And what I got is this. Why couldn't he have just finished the job? Please, don't patronize me, or comfort me, or accuse me anymore. I have no idea how he was caught, what was his crime, or where he intended to go. He never told me his name. All I remember is that voice. I've already told you more than I promised to. I don't know why you want to torture this thing out of me. I've already suffered enough. I can't know if you'll ever find him, but if you do, tell him this. Tell him I did my best to keep the bargain. Tell him I'd like to know his name. Tell him I, too, should know him better than the fuck with God. The Blind Man's Confession was written, directed, and edited by Frederick Greenhalgh and was originally published in Blue Murder Magazine. You heard John Coons as the killer, myself as the narrator, and Barry Hilton as the truck driver. Sound effects by SoundDogs.com and recorded live. For more information on Final Rune Productions, visit www.finalrune.com, F-I-N-A-L-R-U-N-E.com. Happy Halloween. And that was The Blind Man's Confession, if anything, a uh, testimony to why you should not go driving recklessly late at night. Um, hope you enjoyed that twisted little tale. Uh, one of the first short stories I ever penned uh, back when I was 16, but I think it still has got some creepy vitality there. Um, you'll be hearing from Final Rune Productions, the contemporary, this Halloween, with a pilot episode of a new science fiction serial called The Cleansed. Um, it's an apocalyptic story, um, or post-apocalyptic story, but the terror... The Halloween part is the apocalyptic part, which is uh, should be scary enough for anybody. In a world where oil has run out, civilization starts crumbling, we learn um, and travel with people who uh, stagger forward to survive it all. Um, sort of a Stephen King, The Stand kind of situation uh, mixed with our current geopolitical situation. So, hope you enjoy that. Um, I've been plugged in, continuing myself, like I said, working on this series. Um, next week, we move to our next featured artist. It will be uh, Chatterbox Audio Theater. It will be Memphis-bound, um, Tennessee. Uh, they will have um, a really twisted rendition of Pinocchio, something that is definitely not safe for the radio, but I love it um, that I can play it on this podcast for you. Um, if you can't wait that long, of course, there's plenty more audio drama. Just follow us on Twitter, at Radio Drama, search Facebook for Radio Drama Revival. Visit the website, radiodramarevival.com, or check out the pod on iTunes, search for Radio Drama Revival. That wraps it up for this week. Radio Drama Revival is produced by yours truly, Fred Greenhalgh. Copyright of individual shows remains their original producers, but do please share this show as far and widely as you like. Radio Drama Revival originates in on-air radio with WMPG-FM, Greater Portland, Maine's community radio station. It is podcast at radiodramarevival.com as labor love. Till next time, keep your mind and your ears open. Thanks for tuning in and have a great week. Mm-hmm.